I have a question. Why are some companies so successful at IT and some companies just don't seem to get it? Yeah, it's a good question. It's also what I see is some companies struggle with their productivity and their processes and they're even retaining the right people. And other companies, regardless of size, they just, f they just flow, they just go and they are really, really productive and, and successful. Yeah, and it doesn't matter if it's startups or enterprises, there are successful enterprises or failing startups. Um, we need to do something about this. Yeah, and I, I think that I recognize some of the patterns that, uh, that are actually common in all those companies, but why not make a podcast out of this? Yeah, good idea. Welcome to the Lead Podcast, episode one. The Lead Podcast, a podcast for leaders in engineering, architecture, and development. Geert, welcome. Welcome, René. So this is the Lead post Podcast. What lead means is leaders in engineering and architecture exactly. and development. Exactly. And that is what we are going to talk about in this series of podcasts. It's actually not one. It's uh, episode one. It's episode one. So uh, I think it's appropriate that we start with an episode one where we actually introduce what we are going to talk about and what, what is it that we see in terms of patterns in all these different companies that we started with. Yeah, uh, I fully agree. I think the, the what we really want to talk about in this episode and the coming episodes is how to build a really good engineering culture um, that enables you to to be really successful as a company in doing IT. So an engineering culture, that is. So shall we first start with explaining what an engineering culture actually is? Because otherwise we are talking about this concept what we think an engineering culture is, but I don't know if everybody actually knows what we think. So uh, let's start with that. So what what did that? What kind of patterns did we recognize? And we put that in this, well, what do you say? Design concept of an engineering culture that we actually define as eight different areas that we need to look at when you when you have these struggles to become actually a software company so maybe we should start there what is a what is it that we want to achieve so what we want to achieve is have a company that is successful in using IT to um, become a better business right become uh, deliver more value to your end customers by using IT and that's that's more than just building great software it's also how you run it uh, how you operate your company all these things are involved and that's how you came with these eight pillars that we defined uh, that are different areas to where you need to focus on to actually make this all work together yeah and I think but also it's important is, is I think that it is really appropriate for not only the startups or the scale-ups or even software companies so I really came back from the idea that the mantra of uh, every company is an IT company. And uh, we were talking about that with other people and every time we got this pushback on no, 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 because uh, we are a bank or we are a, uh, a company that builds um, machines or uh, I don't mm -hmm. know, some, some, some industrial company. We are not a software company. And I think they are right. They are not an IT company, but most of those companies 
are really shifting their business towards also digital services and and then there is a department or a piece of the company that actually focuses on building software yeah so i i think we should redefine on every company's an it company or software company to well there is a piece of every company that actually should be operated yeah. as a software company and um, it's also it's also a known phrase right the software is eating the world i think that's still happening software is still I getting an increasing um yeah, amount of tractions within companies and, and changing businesses changing their uh how businesses actually do their business um so yeah software is still a, a key component in almost all of the companies yeah so i think that we we should also a little bit talk about so what is it that that are the patterns that we actually see and yeah, so we came up with eight pillars so eight let's, pillars. let's go over them to to get a definition and and after th that we do uh, that we do that um we will explain how we will actually cover these different pillars in the different episodes um having guests etc exactly so yeah. so the first pillar Rene, what I think it all starts with a clear digital vision. So the first pillar is clear digital vision. Um, mm -hmm. Because what we see a lot happening is that uh, companies know that they need to build some kind of software or some kind of service. But, but r really the vision on what is it that we are actually going to deliver uh, in terms of digital capabilities, that is not completely clear. So it's actually we get started and we are going to build that software or that service for the customer. Um, but, well, what is the end state? Or what, wh what are we going to land on in three or five years? And what are we going to do in, in terms of enterprise architecture or something though that actually lands mm -hmm. in the organization? That is not always the case. Uh, so that leads to chaos uh, yeah, in a later uh, in a later t in a later stage so that is the i think it all starts with that you need to know where you are going you need to define uh, and design with the it end also defines the why exactly. um why digital is actually a, a an important role within the company yeah yeah so so the next pillar let's let's go to the second yeah pillar. and i think then the next pillar so the the whole model is that you can like interf interchange all these there is not really a sequence but the when the clear digital vision is there it usually starts with building the right software mm -hmm. uh, we are going to build that service or that 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 piece of code for the for the customer so that it can be used that product yeah. um so the next pillar the is state of the art software engineering so i can also explain but what do you think state of the art software engineering is all about what I when I think about state of the art software engineering means that we use modern tools, um, modern architectures, um, using the cloud, etc. All the uh, the stuff that enables us in this modern day and age to build software in a faster way, in a scalable way, in a cheaper way. Yeah. Everything that that just resolves around building software and doing that in a in a great way yeah and also making it really maintainable because uh, mm -hmm. it's a greenfield software but also brownfield software can also be state-of-the-art although it's maybe not the latest and greatest technology it can yeah. be still state-of-the-art software so it's all about doing it right yeah building it with with quality and maintenance in mind yeah exactly so it's that. it's really yeah it's not pushed uh, with features only in mind but also quality maintainability having it there for a long time exactly. um, yeah 
being able to expand on it, um, shift with it when when there's new uh, business requirements, etc. Uh, and and then we we automatically actually moved the third pillar, and that is the smooth delivery. So it's great if you can build great state-of-the-art software which runs fine, which has all the features necessary, is secure and, 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 and compliant and those all, gr all great. But if you are not able to actually deliver it to your customers in a timely fashion or maybe multiple times a day or whatever is appropriate, um, if your processes around your delivery, your pipelines, your automation, but maybe also your your processes in terms of change management, ITIL or whatever you use, if that is not in place, it's going to be very hard and tough process to actually deliver that value. Uh, so we need to also yeah, pay attention to that. Yeah, we all we see that that in in the, the current time we need to be able to adapt fast when when the market changes, right? So being able to deploy or release software like once or twice a year, which still a lot of companies do, yeah, that's that's unheard of, basically, right? So we really need to move that up a lot so we can just adapt to all kinds of changes that happen in the world um, yeah, in this global economy. Yeah, and then when you actually delivered your software, um, and that is the fourth pillar already, is then it's running somewhere, maybe mm -hmm. in the cloud, hopefully in the cloud. Um, but in the cloud, you need to also have your continuity into place. Because if it runs, but actually nobody looks at it when it breaks, um, yeah, then you're also uh, not in a good place. This is also where we see a lot of DevOps practices come to mind, right? Um, b uh, we already talked about state-of-the-art software engineering, where we build quality in mind. Um, well, this quality really comes to mind when it act is actually running in production, right? Then is the the time that we we see how much quality did we build into our application? Um, is it able to withstand turbulent conditions when when there are certain outages or when there's high load? How does our application cope with that? Yeah, and also do you actually see it? So your observability and uh, maybe the people that are actually fixing the problems, do you have SRE practices in place? And I think also very important that, and that is the word appropriate continuity, mm. not every application needs a 99.999% availability. Mm -hmm. If you have an application that is used during business hours, why spend millions or uh, maybe thousands of, 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 of euros or dollars into while keeping the availability to nine uh, five nines, uh, while maybe it's only well business hours is good enough, and the rest of yeah. the time you can experiment, release, and do ever do whatever you like. So appropriate is very important yeah. to think about. And and when I think about appropriate, I don't even think about nines. I think about user impact. Yeah. Uh, our applications are built for our users and how our users actually use the software. Um, if we build software in such a way that there can be outages but the users are not impacted, that's even better. So we don't have to focus on these technical um, service levels, but more on service levels that really impact our users. Yeah, and that I think also a li little bit shifting to the, to the fifth pillar, which is power through platforms. Um, because what we also see a lot of things happening is that people or companies or, or development teams are building their all kinds of their own tools to host and to monitor and to to do all kinds of uptime uh, guarantees, 
and we really believe in power through platforms so use the tools use the platforms that are out there um, yeah. don't water it down in your own flavor because you are so unique or you're so um, uh, so important no yeah. just t take the platform use the power of the platform that is out there uh, and build on top of that instead of building your own flavors of yeah. things that are already there there yeah, we see a big trend in the industry there as well around platform engineering um, and why I think this is really important is that the things that we um, ask of these engineering teams to, to take ownership of is becoming more and more, right? A long time ago, development teams just needed to work on certain features and of course uh, security and, and those kind of things uh, were already things that they had to keep in mind. But with the move to DevOps, operations was also started to become a part of their jobs um, and then that in started to include um, building cloud infrastructure running cloud infrastructure so you don't only need to be an expert on building the software uh, running the software running the infrastructure building the infrastructure all those kind of things just becomes too much of a burden for all those teams to actually be productive and that's where those platforms can really lower that burden for those uh, those teams so that they can focus more on actually that business value that they were uh, that they should focus on yeah so that that really brings us into well the the, the shaping of the organization like well you have platform teams you have product teams you have teams that are delivering features maybe there are different kind of teams that deliver IT services or platform services to the teams to actually enable them to do the stuff themselves and that brings us to the the sixth one the sixth pillar and that is uh, empowering operating model mm -hmm. because what we see a lot happening is that the technological things are more or less in place so we have these software engineers we have our delivery processes more or less uh, defined maybe we have our devops practices around continuity but but the organization as a whole or maybe the department if it's not a software uh, software company but that 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 part of the company that builds the software is not organized uh, around value mm -hmm. so that means we see a lot of silos we see a lot of handovers we see different kind of teams doing stuff uh, that are dependent on other teams yeah. um, so we also say if you want to be successful as a software company you also need to take a look at your operating model. So, organize around value. Put t put people yeah. with 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 different capacity into the same teams. Uh, do a build it, you run it. A to Z responsibility, autonomy in the team. So that that also uh, asks something about leadership. Uh, how do you steer these people? Yeah. Completely different KPIs to your original department. Exactly. So there is no handovers anymore, and 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 there's not operational excellence within the silo. It's operational excellence around the value stream, and mm -hmm. that and well, uh, if you ask me, I want to see it in all companies on all levels. But yep. at least if you are building software, organize your software practice around value, um, and and keep your organization as flat as possible. Okay, great. So we we defined six pillars already, which is quite a lot to cope. I think there's two more, which are more on the organizational side, supporting these other six pillars. Um, 
one is knowledge driven uh, making a being a good IT company requires you to have the right knowledge but also invest in uh, in attaining new knowledge because well the world world of technology is not sitting still it's, it's changing in a in a rapid pace um, so having a culture where you yeah really invest in knowledge is is key yeah um, yeah and I don't know about you but uh, I'm always amazed by uh, by people um, that did not look at anything newer than five years mm-hmm. um, we are working in a, in a company that co- or in a industry that is shifting constantly and 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 uh, the framework of today is already old uh, and out of date tomorrow um, and I don't say that you need to reinvest every time and over and over again in every framework but you need to at least know what is out there and know what you can use and know the existence of things and keep investing in yourself but i also truly believe that not everybody should invest in everything and that is why the knowledge sharing the knowledge driven part is so important because if i know something i can share it with you so you mm-hmm. don't have to know that uh, right away and if you if you build a culture of knowledge uh, then you can rely on each other and then you can really build upon each other's knowledge to actually take the next step mm-hmm. great stuff yeah and then i think that brings us also to well it's it's a little bit related and that is the last pillar of this whole model and that is the epic workplace because we also want to retain the talent that we uh, that we bring in house. Yeah, and that we invest in. Yes, because if we invest uh, years of knowledge and then then they move on to the competitor, mm-hmm. yeah, that that will be a shame. So, workplace is important. Yeah, so really create a workplace that people feel uh, valuable in, uh, really feel at place, feel safe. Exactly. So they can explore new ideas, um, feel safe enough to. Uh, to experiment, fail, um, learn new things, um, yeah. because those are the things that that bring new innovation, right? Being able to fail um, is really key. Yeah, um, and and I, I think many companies invest a lot in uh, I don't know pinball machines, great couches, an Xbox or a PlayStation, and of course that is nice because people want to feel like at home and and, and feel mm-hmm. nice and comfortable but it it's not actually what it is about yeah. because why why do actually people want to be at their office or spend time with their colleagues that is not because of the xbox machine no it is because they feel safe cool stuff and you want to work on cool stuff and you want to share your feelings and you want to share your pos- personal situation and you want to feel well at home at home and save enough to actually be yourself mm-hmm. and I think that is what an epic workplace is all about that you shape the conditions that people can be safe and therefore uh, do all the right things okay well that was quite a lot to cover eight different pillars yeah so this is the first episode of our podcast how are we going to shape these eight pillars into into a podcast yeah, so my idea, I don't know for sure, but uh, I think that uh, we can talk all day long about these things. Uh, we see a lot, uh, we spend a lot of time at, uh, at, yeah. at different companies, but wouldn't it be great if we then maybe can introduce some guests and, and, and bring people aboard that actually talk about their engineering culture within the companies that we all know and love. Yeah. And share their stories, their learnings about 
the stories that the, their companies went through because uh, we often see these different models of how certain companies did certain things uh, but often there's a story behind that right yeah. companies make certain decisions because they are in a certain state a phase or of their lifespan, their size, uh, things that are happening in the world. So blatantly copying different models, uh, we've seen that with the Spotify model being copied by a lot of companies. I don't believe those things work. So having people here talk about their stories and why they made certain decisions and, and uh, well took different routes with their companies in, in shaping their engineering culture would be really valuable. Yeah, and I think that we can also blend in a lot of uh, a lot of uh, episodes around, uh, well, maybe a specific pillars. So let's do an episode around state-of-the-art software engineering, and, and maybe we can also talk about an epic workplace. What what do we know about shaping an epic workplace? So we can blend that in, mm-hmm. and yeah, hopefully you can get a lot of value out of that, and and really you think about the things that you can maybe do yourself as well listener of this podcast and also leader of your own company yeah i really think that um yeah these stories of these different companies uh, can evolve around one of those pillars explaining that pillar a bit more and how they uh, well deal with that pillar can be really valuable and i think that works for uh, stories from startups to enterprise so we will start to try to mix all of those things up um, having people from different uh, companies all over the world to see well how they build great engineering culture. I think that that would be a really cool thing and hopefully you as listener uh, as well. Yeah, so uh, well call to action for you. Think about these pillars. So maybe take a look at our website and, 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 and see about these pillars and, and see what they, what they actually mean to you. And then, well, let us know. Uh, let us know the topics that you are struggling with so that we can build an episode around that. And I think that uh, with that, we are already at the end of this first episode of the Lead Podcast. Yeah, thanks, René. Yeah, it was really nice. I think uh, we should do this more often. Yeah, hopefully uh, you tune in again for the next episode where we will have our first guest talking about one of those engineering pillars. Yes, thank you. See you next time. The Lead Podcast.